Please listen carefully. Hello, and welcome to Caveat Realtor with Virginia Realtors, where we discuss the real issues that realtors face. I'm John Haley, once again, flying solo here. Remember, Caveat Realtor is meant to provide general legal information. The information, forms, and laws referenced in this episode are accurate as of the date this episode is first released. Nothing we discuss should be considered as legal representation or legal advice. Today is the second in our series of how to deal with the impacts of COVID-19, aka the coronavirus. Um, originally, we were hoping this would be a shorter series, but this seems to have stretched out along with the actual pandemic itself. Um, so today's installment focuses on the impacts to property managers and their clients. If you're interested in how the pandemic is affecting residential consumers, then go back and listen to our previous episode. We'll be right here when you're done. So obviously, the impacts of this disease are wide-reaching, and there probably isn't an industry in the world that has not been affected, at least in some ways. The real estate industry has unique challenges based on both the social distancing that is being experienced right now and the closure of courts and other public facilities. And there are some specific challenges that you face if you or one of your agents is serving as a property manager. How to deal with landlords, tenants, and outside contractors has gotten much more difficult over the past few weeks. And we should know that before we go any further that while we aim to provide lots of good information in this podcast, like we always do, we're only scratching the surface of the resources that we as an association are offering to our members. Um, and additionally, things tend to move pretty quickly uh, with this pandemic as far as regulations and um, state and federal guidelines. So if you want to see all of the guides and resources that we have to offer on COVID-19, that's the most up-to-date information we have, visit our coronavirus resources and updates page at www.virginiarealtors.org coronavirus. First, we've gotten a lot of questions already about what to do with a tenant that has not paid the rent or has done something that would otherwise lead to an unlawful detainer action. Now, the law in this is still unchanged, at least at the moment we're recording this, and we encourage you to monitor our resource page because it will be updated frequently, as we said, if we have more information. However, you won't be able to actually get a judgment or order of possession anytime soon. That's because the Supreme Court of Virginia issued an order establishing a judicial emergency beginning March 16th and extending through at least May 17th. There is the possibility for the judicial emergency to be extended an additional 21 days past May 17th, and the law actually has a procedure to extend even further. This means if you have already filed an unlawful detainer action and you are waiting for it to be heard, it will be continued until at least May 17th. The order also states that no new filings will be allowed until after the judicial emergency has ended. And while this means that you can't initiate or complete the eviction process for a while, it doesn't mean that you as a property manager should just sit on your hands. Those hands should be washed also. Make sure that you are communicating with both your landlord and the tenant in these situations, and really in any situation. You can still work out a payment plan and potentially head off any eviction proceedings before they start. Even if not, at least you are keeping both parties aware of what's going on. This could also have an impact on situations where a lease ends but tenants refuse to leave. Now, there could be any number of reasons for this to happen, but there's a distinct possibility that the tenant could be in a vulnerable population that needs to self-quarantine. If the tenant has no other viable housing option, they may well have no other recourse than to stay. Again, the unlawful detainer process is not going to be an option for at least some time. So you should get out ahead of these issues and have a conversation with your landlords. There is some good news in all of this. You don't have to worry about utility cutoff issues with properties that you manage. 
On March 16th, the State Corporation Commission issued an order prohibiting any utility cutoffs. That order has now been extended until June 14th. This will allow tenants to continue to feed themselves while quarantined and, importantly, to continue to wash those hands. There are a couple of new laws that you should be aware of. Governor Northam signed both of these pieces of legislation with what's known as an emergency enactment clause, meaning that as of April 22nd, they are now the law of land, as opposed to most laws which go into effect on July 1. The first law states that late fees are now capped at the lesser of 10% of the periodic rent, so monthly, bi-monthly, yearly, however you choose to do rent, or 10% of the balance owed. We sent out language in our April 15th property management newsletter that you can add to the additional terms section of your lease, or you can put in an amendment to the lease. We'll issue a new updated lease that has this language and other changes based on the VRLTA on July 1. The second new law of note is a bill that originally gave protections to landlords, tenants, and homeowners who were impacted by the government shutdown. This is similar to an emergency law that was passed in the 2019 General Assembly session. The governor amended this bill to also include people impacted by COVID-19 who are not protected under another federal, state, or local law or ordinance. If that's the case, a tenant who is facing an unlawful detainer can provide written proof that he is affected by the COVID-19 pandemic and receive a 60-day continuance of that action. The bill requires written proof of the impact felt by the tenant. The bill also provides a 30-day stay on foreclosure proceedings for a homeowner who rents to a tenant who was furloughed or otherwise affected by COVID-19. So one of the themes of this podcast, and frankly lots of our COVID-19 advice in general, is that while you're still governed by the VRLTA and by the terms of the lease, the letter of the law might not be the only defining factor in a landlord-tenant issue. For example, while the lease and the VRLTA might state that a tenant can't unreasonably deny access to the property by a landlord or a landlord's agent, what if that tenant is in a vulnerable population and doesn't want people coming through the property for showings? This is a situation where it pays to be flexible. FaceTime or some other video conferencing platform could make an acceptable substitute to having lots of people parade through an apartment. The decision of whether to force the issue is ultimately up to the landlord in this situation. Make sure you provide guidance on the best practices for safeguarding both the current and any prospective tenants if the landlord does want to force in-person viewings. We've talked a little bit about the landlord-tenant relationship, but what about your relationship with the tenants and with the property? The social and economic changes are affecting not just tenants and landlords, but real estate firms as well. You should prepare for some changes in your normal process. For example, what if you are closing down your physical property management office and would like to require all tenants to pay their rent online? First, as with most questions, you should check the lease to see if it allows for this. The VRLTA allows you to adopt a policy or rules and regs to require online payment, and we'll talk about that in a second, but you should be aware that not all of your tenants may have reliable access to the internet. While they, you know, in the past may have just gone to a public library or some kind of internet cafe, that option is really a non-starter for at least the next few weeks. If you do want to move away from in-person contact as much as possible, something that is very advisable, you should think of ways to make accommodations for clients who are unable to pay electronically. For example, have them put paper checks through the mail slot in your office door or develop some other kind of Dropbox system. Now, we've created several documents that could be very helpful for you as property managers, as well as for your landlords and tenants. First, we drafted a rules and regulations document that establishes some parameters for operating in this pandemic world. 
It requires all rent to be paid online, as we mentioned a few minutes ago. It alerts tenants that non-emergency repairs, things that aren't affecting health and safety, may be postponed until after the state of emergency is over. It also states that move-out inspections will be conducted electronically whenever possible. And there are a few other things in there, but we encourage you to go and check that out because we think that could be helpful for you. We've also created two forms that relate to rent alteration. First, we have a rent alteration request, and that allows tenants to submit a request for some kind of modification in their periodic rent during this pandemic, along with any supporting documentation like pay stubs, employer letters, etc. that they might have. We've also created a rent alteration form. So after the request comes in, this form uh, can be used by the landlord and the tenant to determine how rent will be reduced, if it will be reduced, uh, the timeline during which the rent will be reduced, and whether it must be paid back after the pandemic is over. And you can find all of these forms on our website, virginiarealtors.org. If you go to the coronavirus uh, resources and updates page, you'll be able to find them there as well. Another big question we've seen lately centers around required maintenance for properties. There have been lots of reports of vendors and contractors backing out of repair obligations because of fears regarding the virus. Clogged sinks and old refrigerators don't care about viruses, so there are still going to be repair obligations that your landlord, and by extension you, will have to satisfy. You should definitely be proactive about lining up contractors to perform work. Try to get backups in, if you can, backups to the backups. You should also check with those vendors regarding their health and safety protocols, because if your tenants aren't worried about that, then you should be. Work with your tenant to manage expectations as well, including to postpone any work that can be postponed if the tenant is uncomfortable allowing someone else to enter the property. And then, once again, that goes into the rules and regs document that we have that basically alerts the tenants that if it's not something that affects health and safety, we're going to try to push it as much as we can. So with all that said, and this whole episode feels like a how to limit your risk, but now for the actual section of how to limit your risk. While washing your hands and staying home are probably the most important things you can be doing right now, right behind them for property managers is keeping a line of communication open with both your landlord clients and your tenants. Try to get out ahead of potential issues and work on compromises, because the eviction process will not be an option for some time at least. Anticipate concerns that tenants may have about people coming into their dwelling, whether those people are contractors or prospective tenants. Encourage virtual tours for prospective tenants, and if repairs are necessary, make sure you discuss health and safety protocols with both the contractors and tenants. And remember, we're all in this together, and only with everyone working as a team will we be able to get back to a sense of normalcy in the near future. Wash your hands, stay indoors, and tip your delivery drivers well. Thank you for joining us. Caveat Realtor is a weekly podcast with episodes released every Tuesday. Our podcast is available for streaming through iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Play. Subscribe to our podcast to get automatic updates when we have new episodes, and please rate us. Remember, members of Virginia Realtors have access to our legal hotline where we can provide you with legal information. You can access the legal hotline on the Virginia Realtors website under the legal tab on the four members section. Make sure you're logged in to see this page. Well, the members of this podcast are attorneys, the legal information in this program is not a substitute for personalized legal advice from an attorney licensed to practice in your jurisdiction. The information provided by Virginia Realtors is general reference work as a public service and does not constitute solicitation or provision of legal advice. We provide this general legal information on an as-is basis. We make no warranties and disclaim liability for damages resulting from its use. 
Legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case and laws are constantly changing. The information provided in this program should not be used as a substitute for the advice of competent counsel. This has been a production of Virginia Realtors, copyright 2020. This podcast features the song Please Listen Carefully by Jazar, available under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.